0: Welcome to Your Food Looks Funny. I am Marcus T, and today we're talking about transitioning away from meat. I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. All right, we're back with another episode. Thank you guys for joining us again. I uh, just want to make sure I tell you to check out the social medias, YFLF podcast on Instagram is the best place to find us there. Check out the website, yourfoodlooksfunny.com. You can also donate to the show on there. Call the show or text us. We uh, we love to hear your input. 419-77-PICKY, that's 419-777-4259 if you want to reach out to us. Today I have a special guest, my cousin Tammy, dedicated listener to the show dedicated listener. I appreciate it. She is here to talk about transitioning from eating meat and animal products to a plant-based diet. And this is something that I don't talk about that much. So it should be great to kind of get this out in the air. Tammy, how are you doing? I'm doing
1: great. Thank you. I'm doing very well.
0: Great. Great. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this evening. Uh, people might be hearing it during the morning, but we record in the evening. So, uh, Tell me about where you're looking at getting started here with eliminating animal product.
1: Okay, well, I think it started uh, at the top of 2020, I decided to go on a keto diet. Um, and uh, it wasn't necessarily to lose a lot of weight, even though that ended up happening. It was basically for mental clarity, for balance, um, I had a lot of stress going on at that time and kind of had done a little bit of research about keto and intermittent fasting. And so I blended the two. So, um, I guess what, it, what happened then is that the benefits that I saw from eliminating sugar and carbs and, and, and things that broke down in the sugar in my diet, mental clarity, better sleep, um, weight loss, um, clearer skin, things like that. And like I said, even though my original goal wasn't necessarily a lot of weight loss, um, But I I just noticed a lot of positive benefits. My focus was better, um, things like that. So after going through that process and then slowly, probably in the middle of the year, easing some of those things back into my diet, not so much heavy on the sugar, but a few more carbs, a little bit of rice here and there, even if it was brown rice, things like that, Um, bread, every now and then I would have a sandwich, things like that, that I had totally stuck clearly away from Um, but I started looking at different things to kind of incorporate in my diet to keep that healthy flow going. So plant based um, started with me looking into paleo and things like that, and I really just started looking into plant based diet and its benefits. But my dilemma is twofold, and that is finding recipes that don't become repetitive, and because I get I bore easily, and then also finding things that can incorporate enough calories so that I don't lose a lot of weight on the plant based diet. That's not really my goal at this point. Right. So there I am.
0: That's what brought it up. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever yeah. done a deep dive into mm-hmm. eating a lot of plant based meals. Like I've mm-hmm. found myself recently when we go out to restaurants, if there's something that has a meat alternative dish and I've pretty much had every other version of, every other thing they've had on there. So like there's this chain near us called silver diner and they okay. they have a really uh, good plant-based menu or a vegan options for their menu. And then everything else they have that I would normally eat like a burger or, you know, a steak or, you know, some sort of flatbread or something. I've had all this stuff before. So hmm. I'll try that option. So they had like uh, some plant-based um, meatballs or something like that. And it had a cauliflower mac and cheese. It wasn't really cheese. I forget what they used to make it, but it was it was good. It was both good.
1: items were good. The meatballs and the mac and cheese.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was good. Okay, I was okay. I was so surprised because normally I'm a huge advocate of uh, only giving half. So when I say only giving half, I mean only taking out half of what I really wanted to eat anyway. So if I'm gonna do Uh, Like one day I made a shepherd's pie and for the shepherd's Mm -hmm. pie, uh, some people will use ground beef. Some people will use lamb. Why I use the lamb or half lamb and half uh, beyond meat. Oh, yeah. okay, On purpose, just because you wanted to just try. Right. So I still wanted that flavor of the lamb and to still have it in there, because normally when you substitute all of it out, it, it just it feels like you've gone too far. It's just like when people tell me that turkey bacon it tastes exactly the same as regular bacon
1: come on no they it lie. doesn't it, no, lines they tell yes it no doesn't. it does
0: not yeah so i try you to try to tell me that too yeah i try to do half and <laughs> half just like mashed cauliflower is not like mashed potatoes but if you cut some cauliflower into your mashed potatoes you're still getting the starch but you're cutting out a lot of that weight that you're going to deal with for the next hour or two
1: Nice. I never thought about that doing the half kind of easing into it that way. It's a good
0: idea. There's a burger place not too far from here. It's called Elevation Burger. And at Elevation Burger they have a burger on their menu that's called the Half the Guilt Burger. So oh. it, it's one plant based patty and one regular beef patty. Mm. So now you talking. So I think I took that from them when I started making okay. a lot of Dishes is why I would think, OK, this is half the guilt and you feel so much lighter, but you still get that fulfilling taste of I had beef or I had, you know, lamb or whatever it was chicken without feeling like, oh, you know, that was definitely a vegetarian or vegan or plant based dish.
2: Yes.
1: Now, when you do that, Marcus, do you go to because when it comes to marrying flavors, um, are you just really weighing it or are you basing this off of your culinary knowledge Studies and saying lamb will blend better with Beyond Meat than turkey would or than pork would or something like that, or you just kind of just wing it and just do whatever you feel like that day.
0: So, honestly, it's a little bit of both it's some trial and error, and then it's some things that have been tried and true when it comes to my culinary experience. So, if Mm -hmm. I know uh, a gamier meat like lamb will still give me full flavor even if I take half of it away and substitute it with a plant-based substitute, basically. Now, mm. beef, on, for, on the other hand, may not have as strong a taste as the lamb or as distinct a taste, which means I will know a lot more that I'm eating plant-based item because you have to add the beef flavor back in. And if I have to do that with a some sort of beef base or people use teriyaki or balsamic or anything, I'm not trying to add the... To add the sodium back, because that's something I have an issue with is the salt content.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. So I'm trying to eliminate that and still have the strong flavors. It's all about the flavors without adding the sodium back, because everything has so much sodium nowadays. It's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's crazy. Yeah. It's hard to avoid. It's mm-hmm. really hard to avoid. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay.
0: Have you tried um, anything at home? plant-based wise, cooking it yourself?
1: I ha- Now, when you say plant-based, do you mean like a recipe or do you mean a plant-based, like a plant-based thing, like meat or sausage?
0: Yeah. So, mean- so like, um, it can be e- either one. So just a meal that, that was more leaning towards vegan, or it could have been something where you used a Beyond Meat or an Impossible product, anything of that sort. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yes, I have. Um, I have actually done, um, okay, let's start with this. I love rice. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I love, I love starches. Okay. Um, so that was kind of one of the difficult things for me to eliminate when it came to keto. So when I first tried cauliflower rice, I did not like it at all. Mm. Um, I wanted to have some words with the people that said, it tastes just like rice, you know, no, 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 there's a difference. I'm not saying it was terrible, but it did not taste like regular rice. So when I, tried it the first time i'm always a fan of giving something a second shot because maybe it was a fluke. maybe you know today just wasn't hitting on it so Uh i tried it again but i did a stir fry with it i did uh sweet peppers and i did the the the, uh what do you call it the pepper trilogy Uh with the the red the green and the the yellow i threw some orange peppers in there and things like that and then i use a lot of mushrooms i love mushrooms so Pretty much most vegetables, I put asparagus in there. I took pretty much any vegetable you could think of <laughs> and I disguised the cauliflower rice um with yeah, it. The sure. Stir fry. It was amazing. It was really, really, really good. And so the next time I did it, I tried different vegetables. Um I threw a little ginger in there. Mm. Um and kinda of put a little you know, a little Asian spin on it. Um and uh that was good. And then now I kind of do that a lot. I also use um, I'll do uh, what do you call it the the spaghetti mm-hmm. the not the, what am I trying to say? It's not spaghetti, but it's like the um like the spaghetti squash. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Spaghetti squash. Gotcha. I do that, and um, I tried Hello Fresh for a little while.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And like you, I keep the recipe card, mm-hmm. and there was something called firecracker meatballs i believe and they had a sauce that you made with it have you ever had that one from hello Fresh?
0: i think it was it was like an asian sauce to it uh-huh yes yes i have. You made
1: the meatballs it was asian rice um they send you all the ingredients for the sauce and they were like chives and stuff it was like an orange yeah like asian so i made that sauce from hello Fresh and i mixed that in with the stir fry so all of my femi stuff with the plant-based that i've tried so far has been around stir fry type of dishes okay um, yeah, so been successful so far, but I want to venture a little bit away from that and try to get into something that tastes like meat, but that's not necessarily like tofu.
0: Right. Yeah. Know? Yeah. 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 I'm not eating that. Yeah. Tofu, right. tofu is hit and miss. It's, it's mostly miss, but it's, it's, it's rough. You got to know, you got to know somebody who knows what to do with it to get the best flavor out of it. Cause it has. Yeah. Not. And
1: I don't know them. That's a yeah. the person <laughs> I have not yet. I have not met yet. Nah, because it's always a miss for me. And I gave it a few chances. But no, no thanks. I passed. I passed. I have found some Beyond Bratworth that's good, though. Okay.
0: I've seen it in there, but I haven't tried it.
1: I tried it. Um, It was pretty good. I tried it for the first time last week. Okay. And um, I was kind of hesitant. And I tried it first by itself. I used no condiments on it or whatever because I wanted to just really taste it for what it was just Uh, that it was excellent so then i've uh now had it at least twice since then okay and i've had it like with ketchup and mustard and relish as if you know like if it was a a brought off the grill right and then i've also done like peppers and onions and stuff like that and grilled and and sauteed those and put it over there in either case it's been pretty good so
0: nice
2: oh well yeah yeah that's
0: not too bad okay Uh, since we, we were talking about rice for a second, Mm -hmm. let me go back to that. Okay. Rice is just about known in every culture. Every culture around the world has some rice dish or rice going with something. What I've learned about cauliflower rice is it does, it works so much better with Asian dishes, like you were saying, than it does with anything else. Is
1: that why I didn't like it when I tried it? Like with something regular.
0: Yeah. Like
1: pork chops
0: or something yeah no it it just it doesn't seem like it's made for that kind of thing i think it's because asian dishes are traditionally lighter than everybody else's so so the fact that we try to take cauliflower rice to a midwestern or a southern type dish they don't hold up as well
1: that makes a lot of sense
0: just like uh i don't i don't know if you eat a chipotle at all but they just added cauliflower rice not too long ago
1: Love chipotle but I've never tried that is it the lime it like is do they put
0: the lime cilantro, the cilantro lime in, and lime in it they say they do do I taste it no how is it it you like it i i had a I normally get a bowl so I had a bowl with it just it mm-hmm. so just the, the regular rice I mean the cauliflower rice and I didn't like it what do you mean you you didn't put anything on it well yeah I had I had stuff on it I'm just talking about You'll see where I'm getting to in a second here. So when I, oh,
2: okay. <laughs>
0: when I went back the next time I did my half the uh-huh. guilt thing. So I got brown rice and cauliflower rice mixed together.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: Uh-huh. It was better, but it still wasn't as good as just getting brown rice. Mm. And it was mm. one of those things where I really didn't feel like compromising on. I just wanted brown rice. I, I couldn't deal with the mix. It didn't hold up with the dish of the same. Gotcha. But, okay. But if I get cauliflower rice and orange chicken, I'm good. Okay.
1: That, you know, now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense. And I never thought of it. See, that's why we need your brain every time when we're trying to try some new food. Mm. But yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense. So I am I won't force it. With that being said, you know, you can't force everything that tastes great. Right, yeah. So I guess when I go to Chipotle, I'll probably just stick to what I know. Yeah. I might give it a shot. Well, no, I'm going to give it a
0: shot. See, and then we'll compare notes. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, give it a try. Yeah. It, it's not yeah, try. terrible, but it's just it. I, it it's just to me, not it. yeah, it's not worth the compromise for me. I'd rather just go ahead and get brown rice and call it a day.
2: Yeah, and sometimes you got to
1: do that because food is. Food. I am a foodie, like so. Don't there are certain things that um, I'll splurge on. I think are worth the experience, the money, the investment, whatever. Travel and food uh-huh. are two of those things because. You know, you live one time. My palate, you know, as you let us know, we lose taste buds as we get older. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to experience all the tastes, all of them. If I hate it, I hate it, but I'm trying to experience all the tastes. Right. Let me give it a shot. We'll see, yeah. and we'll go from there.
0: Yeah, just about everything mm-hmm. is up for uh, up for trying, except for chitlins. I don't know why Nate was trying to get me there. Do you eat chitlins?
1: Listen, no, stop cussing at me. No, <laughs> I don't. This is the thing that's so funny. And it's not like everybody's meant in that or so, so many people. But the amount of people that have come on your show and said that as far as like something that people normally eat, that you don't. People don't normally eat that.
2: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Absolutely not. I don't want anybody to try to talk me. If you have to talk me into the food, like you're talking me off a ledge, then that's something I will gladly pass on. Right. And I don't pass on too much food. Yeah. But no, nah, I don't eat that. My dad, hold it for, my dad is the only one in our immediate household that I grew up in that eats them. Gotcha. My brothers don't eat them. My mom doesn't eat them. Um, I don't even think, I'm trying to think if my mom ate them when she was younger. And gay. I don't even think she ate them then. You know how some people <laughs> ate them when they were younger and then I think of it like this, when you know better, you do better. It, yeah, yeah. I don't think my mom ever did, but my dad he eats everybody's chair so and you know how grandma does you know always did it like you approaching the porch the front porch at 220 and you just smell
0: it so you know. yeah yep yeah, that's why yeah. I, I ate many a thanksgiving dinner outside
1: sir no you do not oh is yeah. that
0: why oh yeah that little the little back porch area back there yeah. yeah i throw the down jacket on real quick and go sit out there and eat my plate
1: Knock it off because I have seen you do that, like not yep. regularly, but I've noticed it before. Yep. I thought you just was having a quiet day and didn't want to talk nah. to a lot of
2: people. Nah,
0: I was traumatized at one event. I don't I don't remember which Thanksgiving it was, but I was tall enough to see over the stove. So that kind of gives you an idea of where we were. OK, but, OK. Yeah. You know, we live next door. So I come in, I can smell something's off right? But we got too uh-huh. much food to kind of visually see what's off. So, right. popping lids open, and I think I turned to somebody who who was ever to my left, maybe Earl or somebody, I was like, I see you got corn. Where'd you get the corn from? And he pointed towards the back of the stove. Uh-oh. It's happening. But the problem is, I popped the wrong lid, and then chitlins assaulted my face.
1: <gasps> oh, no. Was this your first close encounter with this, them like yeah. right at nose level
0: this was one of the, again right my face oh. is right over the stove luckily oh. they were on the back burner but i still you know when that steam burst first comes out of a pot i t- mm-hmm. i took, I I took <laughs> I that know. i took that like a mike tyson uppercut right to my nose
1: and we need to have a moment of silence because nobody should have to go through that yeah. Oh, that's awful. This was before you fixed the plate of anything.
0: Oh, yeah. So I, I tilted my head back almost like a HBCU drum major.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, wow. That's how. It, oh, wow. Yeah. People probably like, what happened? What happened? Nah. It,
0: there's, <laughs> on, there's only a couple major instances that I just will stick with me when it comes to chitlins. That was one of them. And then the other one was. Uh, somebody other than my mom tried to make me a plate and for some oh. reason put chitlins on the plate and that plate was no longer mine.
2: Of course.
0: Yeah, so oh, they handed no, it to that's... me and I was like, I'm not eating the chitlins. And they were like, just take the plate. I took that plate and sit it right on grandma and them table and then I went back home. I went right that. back across the driveway. I know
1: you did because that is trauma. Yeah. Oh, wow. They said, just take the plate. You can't put chitlins near my plate. Yes. And the plate is going to be okay. You said you left it there and you went home. You went home.
0: Yeah. Because I think mom was at the house. So I was like, until mom comes over here and properly fixes my plate, I'm not going back. I'm not playing and I'm not eating that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah,
0: it's okay. I didn't eat them. I mean, it's not like they actually were ingested or anything. Nate swears that they taste better than they smell. And I agree that they probably have to. I don't think there's any way they could taste worse than they smell.
1: Right. There's. I mean, when he, when 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 I heard him say that on the podcast, and then I've heard other people say that as well. But the thing is, like you said, it's twofold. Number one, part A, they have to because unless you're eating like a shoe sole or, (laughs) you know, other things that tend to, you know, carry an odor or, you know, make you think of dirt or things that you shouldn't eat. Right. Not too much. It has to taste better. That's what I'm saying. But number two, I don't, if the smell is bad enough to not make me fight to see what they taste like. I'm not going to. Why would I do that to myself? I don't get it. I won't get it. And it's going to be okay. Without me eating chicken. We won't
0: eat them. We have all me overcome.
1: We yes, yeah, we've overcome. Exactly. We,
0: we just yeah. celebrated freedom not too long ago. We should have How? freed ourselves of this food.
1: Come on, Juneteenth. That's right. A we, long we have time moved ago. past it. And that's another thing, too, when it comes to like soul food. I've never been a big soul foodie person. Like not that I don't like greens. I don't like mac and cheese. I don't like, it's not that it's just that I could do without it and be just fine Mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving or any other holiday when, you know, that's, you know, the big thing. Right. Um, you know, it's a heaviness that you feel when you eat it, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just, I don't know. Maybe I just feel like, you know, it's not what it's all cracked up to be from a lot of perspectives. That's, But I only say that in certain circles because, you know, that's a big debate.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it was one of those things that you were born and raised on it. And uh, like Mevlin going to research more of our family history, realizing that uh, grandpa's mom was born in 1888. That's 100 years before I was born.
1: Oh, my goodness. Wow.
0: Just to think of it. So they were just that far removed from being slaves. So Thinking of yeah. our parents being mm-hmm. that was their grandparents, so this is literally what they were raised on. This is everyday stuff for them, and I think Gen X and later had mm-hmm. so many more options to realize that hey, we don't have to eat this anymore. Yeah, it, absolutely. It may be more nostalgia now than it is actually taste anymore because we don't. You know
1: what? That's the point. It's nostalgia.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because when when do wow. you when do you crave it? Holidays?
1: Sometimes not even. You know, I think mentally maybe I crave it, but then when it gets to that day, you think about, okay, I'm going to have this plate and in the second second round, I'm going to do this. I'm no longer a second round plate person, like yeah. not with that food. Yeah, me either. You know? Yeah. And I never thought, I, I'm an eater. So I never thought that day would come. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to give me a second round with something lighter, like, I don't know. It could even be a different, like it could be some spaghetti, anything different than maybe, yeah, mix it up. Right. But I'm good with one plate of the soul am I'm, I'm good.
2: Yep.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah. That is nostalgic. That's interesting.
0: I got a couple different directions from that. So I'm glad we kind of steered our way there. And it kind of ties. I'm going to steer us back towards plant-based in a second. Okay. But when we had a Thanksgiving down in Atlanta one year, I'm not sure if you were there or Was it not. at
1: Aunt Minnie's or Uncle?
0: It was at, uh, I can't remember. At it, it, I think it was Aunt Minnie's. I think it was Aunt Minnie's. Okay. So we, we had a big meal, and mm-hmm. the next day, Aunt Valencia made lasagna.
1: Yep, I was there. That was at okay. Aunt
0: Minnie's. Okay. Yep, I was there. Mm-hmm. That year opened my eyes to what an actual holiday weekend should look like for me. And it's having enough food to last that day and maybe one other meal later, like mm-hmm. uh, one for Saturday or Sunday or something like that, not the whole weekend. Because I used to take so much food that I would have food for like four or five days from Thanksgiving. And there's no way I should have that much food to take with me as one individual. But but having lasagna and then uh, peach cobbler, too. But having lasagna the next day to break up the monotony of eating greens, ham, uh, turkey, all that stuff over and over again stuffing yeah yeah, macaroni and cheese like it's a you got 10 items on your plate you can't even get a full serving of anything
1: not at all
0: so it was
2: so much
0: yeah being able to break that up with the lasagna I was like this is what it's supposed to be like here
1: (laughs) wow that's who knew who so, knew? You make a good point. Okay, well, let me ask you this. You said you used to take enough stuff this last you know three, four days. How do you feel about leftovers? Can you eat leftovers? Are you one of them people that can eat leftovers, say, three days later? No. Okay, me. I'm not either. So I was wondering about that. No. Okay.
0: I've reduced my right. cooking down. I don't know if you remember the episode. It was a long time ago. I think this was like episode nine or ten or something. Don't quote me on the number, but I, it, it was in the, like, the first fifteen. And mm-hmm. I talked about how to, how to handle leftovers. So things to do with leftovers, creative ways of turning them into a new dish. So you're not actually eating the same thing over and over. But I also talked about reducing oh, yeah. them down in general, cooking less food. You don't have to cook a lot.
1: Yeah. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So normally that's what I do now is I've reduced the size of things. So I used to cook just like our family is huge. So you get used to cooking more than necessary. Just in mm-hmm. case. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But with that thought, I was like, it's just two of us now. It's just me and Tamara and that's it. And, and wow. now, so I, I cook like I'm actually going to eat it for one meal, which is tough because I don't know if you yeah. remember, mom used to eat a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. she had uh, me, I'm hanging out with mom and Brandon said this funny. He was like, I don't know of any mother's son who was closer at, at any point when it came to eating and different kinds of stuff. I was like, I guess. But I was like, I was a small 9, 10-year-old eating Wendy's Classic Triples. What am I doing eating Classic Triples?
1: Yeah, that that yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh. That is funny. But you get it honest, though, because Aunt Brenda used to do it. Yeah, I'm like, and, she, get it in. and she wasn't yeah. that
0: big, which is what made it so weird. Nope, I, I was so small and eating. Like, if, if there was a two-for-something sandwich deal, I wasn't uh-huh. thinking of me and somebody else are getting a sandwich. I'm thinking I'm getting two sandwiches. You would do
1: that. Okay. So the two for it would, you wouldn't even go into it. Like maybe I'll get this to somebody else. But if I don't, the, if they don't want it, then I'll have it. You just wouldn't. Oh, okay. I'm going to get two sandwiches today.
0: Nah. In my prime as a teenager, I would take down two Baconators and a large fry.
1: Stop it. In one sitting?
0: Oh, Easy. And then be you ready to eat again later. You have a super
1: duper metabolism
0: back then. And then like, be
1: ready to eat again.
0: That that oh, was man. yeah that was back then. I was I was prime time. My best friend Will was 6'8", 300 plus, and we ate about the same.
1: Get out of here, really.
0: Yeah we 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 we, we took we took down a Schwann's truck. I think at one point his mom used to order like half the swan's truck and then have it at the mm-hmm. house. Yeah we mm-hmm. go we go hard. They had all the new stuff. All the new snacks, like they talked about on uh what was it next Friday? He's like, You got the new snacks, you know about all the they had yeah. all the stuff at their house. Who
1: knew that there were new snacks? Right. Okay. <laughs> wow. I never knew that, cousin. I never knew that uh you could put it away like
2: that. Oh, like
0: yeah. wow. Yeah, that was back then. Now I know my limits. I think I I, I learned them maybe in my early twenties. We had a Thanksgiving down on two fifty and uh uh, out at that church and i went too hard i went way too hard and Uh next thing i know because it was in that back area where they had the little sound or the stage where they had the musicians at yep i was laid across that stage right laid across that stage um trying to to think of how old gabrielle was gabrielle was probably like five or six so this was about 12 years ago Okay. And, uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I missed that. Thank you,
0: and Gabrielle laid my head on her lap. A five or six year old laid my head on her lap and was rubbing my head like I was. She
1: probably thought you were nigh unto death. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Gabby, but oh, she probably was like, oh, I gotta save him.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was. She was helping me out because I was hurt. I literally could not stand up or sit up straight.
1: Was it just food? food? Like, was it dinner food? Was it food this, and dessert? This was Thanksgiving. Was
0: it? I, I went I went at least three plates deep, plus dessert. You
1: went hard. You went like Kevin style.
0: Yeah, and that was it. That was it. It was all downhill for me right there.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, man.
0: I couldn't do it anymore. I had to hang the belt up.
1: Did you go to
2: sleep eventually I don't on know. that stage?
0: I don't know. I think I was cooking at this point, so I probably had made a dish for this. I think I made meatloaf that year, but I went hard, so I didn't have to be on the cleanup crew. That was that was the best thing about going to culinary school, because in our family, mm-hmm. it's so many people and stuff, we actually have to have jobs for Thanksgiving, especially when you're younger. If you ain't yeah, cooking, yeah. you own cleanup crew, or you got to bring you know something or right. set something up. But when you start cooking, though, not in supply the dish, I'm not as obligated to help with the back end stuff, the cleaning up. So that's
1: the trick to getting out of it.
0: Right. So I was free to just lay around and sulk mm-hmm. in, in my itis after <laughs> this was over.
1: Wow. That was your turning point that year right there.
0: Yes. And speaking of itis, it's almost like I made that transition myself. Uh, mm-hmm. But have you ever watched the show, The Boondocks?
1: I have. Yes. Have yes. you
0: seen the episode about the itis?
1: Yes, I have. Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> so at the beginning of the itis, and I just rewatched it the other day. Huey asks granddad, did you get the broccoli that I gave you and cook it? Because they were making a soul food dinner for Sunday. Uh Because, you know, we rarely, our kind rarely have vegetables, like vegetables that haven't been seasoned with pork or a bunch of salt or cooked all the nutrients out of. Right, right, right. And that's literally put a piece of salt pork in it. Like literally. That's exactly (laughs) what he did. Took the broccoli, cooked it down with, with the pork and the fat back and all this, I was like, it, what you just eliminated everything,
1: everything, everything nutritious, everything.
0: So Ooh. I will ask you, do you think that plays into the stigma of African Americans trying to eat vegetarian or vegan meals or plant-based because they think of it as rabbit food and not real food?
1: Um, yes, I do. I definitely do. Um, um, Because people that I've mentioned to, uh, people that I've mentioned it to that I wanted to kind of try to make that transition at some point, um, I get a lot of laughs, I get a lot of blank stares, you know, things like that. But then again, I get that too with the way I eat my veggies. So, and that's um, outside of what we're kind of conditioned to growing up as well, is I don't cook the nutrients out of my vegetables. I like everything super duper al dente. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, And um, I like my steak, nothing higher than medium. Um, you know, that kind of thing, because as I said earlier, when you know better, <laughs> you do better. I grew up, remember we put the uh, green beans in the slow cooker oh my God. and let them cook all day long. <laughs> so it's like green mush. It was good though. We were, well, when I was a kid, it seemed like it was amazing until I tasted otherwise.
0: <laughs> and then it'd be even worse when they came out of a can.
1: Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. To- totally awful. Totally awful. So yeah, like I think people do this thing, rabbit food, like that's not real food. Like you can't survive on that, you know, whatever, but it's interesting, but I think I can do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there are so many options nowadays versus like twenty years ago. But yeah, that, yeah. That whole stigma has to go. I mean, you don't have to like say I'm I'm just eating lettuce every day. There are so many options. It, we made so uh, options. we made a black bean hummus at my job. And it was fantastic. It still gave me the feeling of eating like uh, not black beans, black eyed peas, black eyed pea hummus is what I meant to say. Sorry. And it was so oh, good. Interesting. It still gave me that southern feel without feeling mm-hmm. like it had a bunch of ham and stuff, you know, tossed in it. Mm-hmm. So it, it
1: tasted light, but it gave you the taste of the black eye peas.
0: Right. So it, it's again, giving me that nostalgia without. Yeah. throwing all the sodium and the pork and the stuff in there. And this is me not trying to be, you know, harping on people. Like I don't eat pork. I had bacon the other night for dinner, at like three o'clock in the morning. So d- don't, don't think I'm trying to be high and mighty here. <laughs>
1: yeah. No judgment. right? <laughs> no but, judgment. Yeah.
0: But I'm like, I tried different stuff. I tried mm-hmm. to expand. Like soon I want to make sure I, I bought some black beans a while ago and I want to try to make my own black bean burger. Cause I like them when they're right. But when they're wrong, I okay. mean, it, it just feels like where where was the beef at? Like Wendy's commercial, where's the
1: beef? Where's the beef? Oh man, he threw it back with that one. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. There's so many options if you just open your mind. I'll have to like remember to tap you for some ideas and recipes because flavor marrying is what I would like to have your expertise okay. on, like. If I'm doing this or trying this, what flavor should I mix with it? You know, whether it be seasonings or just pairing this food with this food. Now, let me ask you this. And this is because, like I told you earlier, when you, um, at least from my journey slowly into it, it's not very, very uh, calorie heavy. And I don't want to lose a whole, you know, group more weight. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to adding healthy fats in and things like that, what do you know about avocados? Have you done a lot of cooking with, other than, wait, other than making guacamole?
0: Uh, Have I haven't what? done a lot of cooking with them. They're normally something you just add fresh to different things. They, okay. give, they give a good fresh uh, element to it. To me, avocados remind me of potato for some reason with their taste. I don't know why that okay. is, but they remind me of the potato taste, but with a fattier texture. So I just like okay. adding them fresh to spicier dishes or to something that needs a cooling factor to it. Instead of adding a lot of sour cream or just going full-fledged guacamole, I think they add uh-huh. a nice light bit because they, they don't give you a, a ton of flavor unless you season them well. But
1: I thought that too. And maybe I'll try it. Like you said, like with, cause I've had guacamole and mm. I'm, I like it. I'm not like, Oh, I love guacamole, but I, I like it. Right. You know, but, um, I tried avocado toast recently Mm -hmm. and it, and again, I'm a, I'm a texture kind of person. I mean, I, I try a lot of things, but there was something about the texture and the lack of whatever robust flavor I thought I was going to get from the avocado. Mm -hmm. It was strange to me. And so that's no, it doesn't come, it doesn't pack a big punch then. So that wasn't just me and my taste
0: Oh uh, No, it, it can't. Well, it can be the star, but it's tough. It's like a okay. Beat Bobby. I don't know if you've ever seen Beat Bobby Flay, but they try to make something the star of a dish.
1: Yeah, I've seen it maybe once
0: or twice. Avocados you know? is not really that thing. Avocado, okay. making avocado the star of a dish is like making ice the star of a drink.
1: Oh, you said a lot when you said that. Yeah. I guess that puts it in perspective.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a complimentary okay. item. And like I said, I, I normally put it with something of spice. Or uh, something that okay. it can offset and change just the temperature or the texture. Because I'll put it on like a, a pressed turkey sandwich or something, too.
1: Okay. Now, I'm going a, I'm to a go out there on a limb when you said that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you said you it could cut spice a little bit. hmm So, it may sound wacky. But if you're having hot wings, have you ever tried to do some kind of sauce? Like, okay, where well you would normally use like a blue cheese or a ranch. I'm a blue cheese girl. Mm -hmm. but, um, to, to take the bite off of that hot wing. Um, have you ever tried anything with avocado to make a sauce or something that has avocado?
0: No, but I'm sure it's very doable because if you get a good, it doesn't have to be overly ripe, but at least enough to where you can puree it and Mm -hmm. you could almost almost run it with some, uh, some item that has more of a viscosity to it to thin it out and then Mm -hmm. make it into like an avocado, not necessarily an avocado mayo because that's headed in the wrong direction but some kind of avocado crema or something like if you wanted okay. to do a chipotle wing, which is a little hotter, the avocado mm-hmm. crema might pair well with that because it's similar Mexican Latin flavors.
1: Okay. And avocado crema, you accomplish that? Like, is it easy to do?
0: Yeah. It's just just like pe- a few ingredients? Yeah, you can puree the avocado. If you have like half and half or some milk or something, just go light. Just as simple as that. Yeah, just a little bit at a time. And then you can kind of add some seasonings to it as you like. If you want it to be, you know, more pungent with the flavor or if you're just using it as a cooling factor and, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll have the nice, you know, uh, a slightly green tint to it, you can use it that way. Okay. You can almost season it like a ranch too, actually.
1: Uh Aha.
0: So, you know, people do avocado ranch all the time.
1: I've heard of it. I've never tried it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I've only recently heard of it, to be honest with you.
0: Again, I would start with, uh, this is my thinking from where we've gone. I would start with some uh, half the guilt kind of ideas, air quote there. Uh, Take you some ranch or your favorite ranch. You can take a fat-free ranch if you want to. It's going to be a little bit higher in sodium, though. But if you want to add the fat back by using the avocado, that would help you increase the fat, the healthier fat, With the avocado and then still getting the flavor of the ranch. And then if you slowly want to start making your own ranch and, you know, kind of controlling your own sodium and content and stuff there, you could slowly transition that way. That way you're not making the big leap from ranch and blue cheese on across the way to, you know, avocado. I love that idea.
1: Okay. Thank
0: you. No problem. What I'm here for. I'm
1: going to try that. I'm going to try that.
0: Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. so we uh, kind of talked about some plant based stuff. I want to get into some generalizations. What's the last new food that you tried?
1: Um, and I should have been ready for this question. Um, albeit boring, probably the avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> avocado toast. Um, I tried recently, and um, yeah, I think that's the. And that's only because I tried so many things. I'm somebody mentioned it. I want to try it. You
0: know,
1: -hmm. yeah. So probably avocado toast, something that I'd heard of for years and just never tried. Right. I'm going to try this.
0: I don't know if anybody, anybody caught this, but Tammy is a seasoned vet in the restaurant industry as well. So Mm
2: -hmm.
0: when she mentions (laughs) this stuff, it it hits home because we get tired of dishes. I mean, we see the same thing over and over. You just get tired of eating it.
2: Exactly.
1: Exactly. You want to mix it up. It never, uh, I shouldn't say it doesn't sit right with me because to each his own. But I would say it never seems to amaze me how many people will leave uh, my particular brand, you know, because they work at my restaurant and then they'll come back for dinner on their day off. And I'm thinking, oh huh, God. Really? You can do that? I can never do that. Like, even, you know, though I'm there, you know, as much as I am, whenever I eat there, it's usually off menu. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just, hey, I, I want this protein, this veggie this, you know, whatever, mixing something up. Right. Right. But man, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have some variety. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen it all.
0: I used to even struggle back in the day when I worked at fast food restaurants and mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to eat it anymore. Like I would have it for lunch just cause I simply couldn't go anywhere. And then once I leave, I'd be like, all right, where am I going to eat for the night? I'm not eating that same thing again or trying to take it home with me.
1: Right. Even if you really like it, right? Like, if you what did you what if it was your favorite? Bur- like, what's your favorite? You have you worked more than one fast food place?
0: Um, no, no. What I was think, your favorite? I think it was just Taco Bell that I only worked there.
1: Okay. What What was your favorite thing from Taco Bell? If you had to eat it
0: <laughs> back then, the Taco Bell was a steak quesadilla.
1: Okay. So even a steak quesadilla that was your jam. You wouldn't say like say maybe once every couple weeks take home a steak quesadilla.
0: No, nah, unless it was, uh, unless I was very short on money, mm-hmm. I that's normally when I pile it in at work when I know I can't afford to go eat anywhere else or go buy anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. But otherwise, no, like you said, yeah. I would, I would make up stuff. I was always well, a big advocate of making up stuff that had nothing to do with what was on the menu. Unfortunately at Taco Bell, you have the same ingredients for everything on the menu. So. I think
1: that's by design. That's how they are saving <laughs> money. That's why they make, they make a killing.
0: Every time <laughs> I see a new Taco Bell commercial and they go the new, I'm like, you're lying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're not fooling anybody. You just folded it with a different thing on the outside and you put some lettuce on this one. And the other one comes with sour cream, but this one doesn't. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like every 10 years, oh, they wow. get a new sauce. They get more new mountain Dews than they do new items on their menu
1: man, they do have a lot of mountain Dews. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, my people, it, I, I think we're similar when it comes to that kind of you know, mix it up. And I don't care if I really, really like it. I just can't keep doing it. Cause I'll see it day in and day out. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh,
0: that's what's something you don't eat that everybody else does. And we know it ain't chitlins.
1: Yeah, definitely not that. Um, uh, two things actually. Um, Number one is candy. Um, Now chocolate is a different thing. Like when it comes to candy, the only, I like things like a candy bar. Mm -hmm. Okay. But when it comes to can starburst, Jolly Ranchers, you know, things in that arena, like, like candy, candy, candy. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Nah, that's not my jam at all. Like I could go from here until eternity and never have a piece of like sugar candy. Like, no, that's just not my thing. Um, Really never had been. Even when I was little, I was more into like, like Reese's peanut butter cups or stuff like that. But I don't really count that. Do you count that as candy per se?
0: Peanut butter cups? Yeah. I, I'll I'll lean that more towards the chocolate candy bars conversation.
1: Yeah. Now that's my jam. Like I like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I can do it out like butterscotch and, you know, I don't know, any kind of candy, candy like that.
0: Yeah, we're exa- like, we're exactly the same there. I don't know. I'm not. I say I don't know. I do know. You heard the uh, the chocolate episode that I did um, kind of ranking the candy bars and stuff. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. That was because I don't eat candy. I, I eat candy bars. I barely yep. eat those anymore, really. But if I do, it's it's a Reese's cup and I usually have to hunt for one like the one with the pretzels in it.
1: And I went and got that right after the episode. I think I remember I text. I think I sent you a text that yes. I had found it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, like yeah.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. Because I love salty and sweet together. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like, even when I get, like, um, like, I do, like, like Chex mix, I like that salty and sweet mix. That's my favorite. Gotcha. Like anything where it blends, safe, but balances flavors like that. I like that. Okay. But candy is one. And the second thing <clears throat> is cake, unless it is carrot cake or German chocolate. If it's not one of those two, I can do without it. Okay. I don't like chocolate cake per se. I don't like, like another cake I, I can do without pound cake from here. And I'm, I like to bake, okay. but I can do without it. Like, unless it's one of those two that I made.
0: I'm with you on the carrot, but why German chocolate?
1: I think it was because, um, well, number one, I love coconut. Mm. So it's the icing for me. Good. Um, but when I was younger, my mom used to make German chocolate cake for like our birthdays and stuff like that. Cause, like everybody in my family and our household like German chocolate, so I remember um, always helping her make it and stuff like that. And I would love to just eat the icing like off the, the um like off the spatula and things like that. Um and like I said, I love all things coconut, but I can kind of like eat the cake part that's close to the icing, and then if there's a whole bunch of just the cake part left, I can leave that alone too. Right. Right. <laughs> So it's really just the coconut and chocolate aspect. Really. Gotcha.
0: I don't know if you remember my happen. story about the uh, the German chocolate cake. I was talking to Phil on the chocolate cake episode. So German, I
1: remember the episode, but t- refresh my memory.
0: German chocolate cake. When I used to see Grandma make it, and she, you know, she would leave cakes out on the counter and stuff. So I'd go over there and see it, and I could have sworn she had frosted the cake with Vaseline. I did not know. Oh, wait,
1: what? I don't remember that.
0: I did did not know what the frosting on German chocolate cake was. To me, it looked like Vaseline. (gasps) Oh my. I never (laughs) went near it because I was like, This doesn't look right.
1: Why do you why? Vaseline, but it's lumpy. Like because of the I
0: I didn't get get close enough to realize that.
1: Oh, you just saw a glaze and said, Oh, it's Vaseline (laughs) on the
0: yeah, that's what I that's what it looked like to me. I was like, "Why is why does the frosting look like that? It didn't look like any uh, other frosting on any other cake that she made."
1: Well, no, cuz it stands alone. It's right. different.
0: And I didn't have coconut yeah. for years cuz I didn't know what it tasted like cuz mom used to eat those York peppermint patties all the time, uh-huh. and I thought that coconut tasted like those cuz I'd had those. So when I saw the inside, I thought coconut and peppermint had to be similar because they looked similar when i saw them so mom would be eating almond joys and stuff and i thought it was the same as the peppermint patty but i hadn't had the almond joy yet
1: oh that's messed up because they taste totally i don't think that stuff in your peppermint patty has anything to do with coconut no it doesn't like it's i don't like them number one yeah um and then number two it's a totally different Totally different taste than like an almond. So you stayed away from all that because you thought it was all like that. I don't blame you for doing it though, because New York peppermint patties aren't exactly.
0: Yeah, I don't have. I don't an, know.
1: They're not exactly the jam.
0: I didn't have an almond joy until I was like in my mid twenties.
1: It took that long, though. Oh yeah. Did you like it? Was it worth the wait? No. No. <laughs> no.
0: It wasn't. Ter- wait,
1: do you do you like almonds?
0: Not necessarily on on my scale of favorite nuts that that's uh-huh. it's really low and it's sad because it's like one of those that's healthier I guess I'm just not a fan. Yeah. What's your favorite nut? Pecans. Come on. Oh okay. Uh, yeah okay. Ah. <sighs> yeah. Oh yeah. All <laughs> day, every day. All day. <laughs> I used to love
1: pecans. I still do, but now what has taken over in my top two are pistachios and cashews.
0: Okay.
1: But I love pecans, but pistachios. Oh man. Anything with pistachio. I like,
0: I, I, I I like can. both of those.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. yeah. You're back. You're back in business.
0: But <laughs> being in Georgia for that long and <laughs> peaches and pecans were like home. Oh yeah. That's true. That's true. Do you cook with those
1: two things a lot?
0: Uh, when I can. I'm not
1: saying together, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I can. What's the most exotic thing you've made? Like I, maybe exotic isn't the word I should use, but what's the, favorite thing that you've made that you're like really proud of that has one or both of those ingredients in it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I love when you experiment with stuff because it's always so unique. Can't think.
0: Peaches. I I normally make cobbler on one end for dessert or I'll make barbecue sauce out of the peaches.
1: Oh, that sounds good.
0: So I love peach barbecue. Anything peach and pork goes together so well and
1: okay yeah I do know that yeah okay
0: we used to actually put it when I worked in North Carolina we had a Uh peach barbecue sauce that we put on duck that was fantastic oh I love duck but we we pureed roasted peaches and added peach nectar to our house barbecue sauce
1: that sounds so good
0: oh yeah it was good
1: oh wow what an adventure to be able to just come up with like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. I think that's, What? okay. Speaking of which, and I, I'm going to ask you this because I have you right here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What was that, the, 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 the desserts you made for your wedding? Mm-hmm. What? There were two different kinds, right? Yep. What was the one that was the lighter color?
0: Uh, sweet potato pound cake.
1: That's what it was. Oh my word. I think I got I barely got one at the end I believe from what I remember I think I might have stole my daddy <laughs> I think maybe even my dad had like I, that's like I think one of the uncles or something gave one of my dads so and my dad had two and I took one that's the only way I could get one because they had crushed them but that was the best thing it was so good I had to start eating it slow.
0: Yeah, because I was getting sad that it was going to be over. The rush happened when somebody, I guess, asked one of our friends or something. They were like, oh, yeah, these desserts are pretty good. Where they get them from? And they was like, oh, Marcus made them. They was like, oh, Marcus made these. And then it just kind of spread around. And then Mm. they they, next thing you know, they disappeared. So luckily, I don't know how many people know this, but the night before for rehearsal, Mm. uh, I had a bag underneath our table. I hid hid the bag there during rehearsal. So I had a bag with about 20 of each underneath the table right where where me and Tamara sat. So when we sat down, I kicked the bag and reminded myself. I was like, oh, yeah, I got backups just in case I get distracted or anybody else on the wedding party. I was like, I got you.
1: What a good idea. And my behind skipped the rehearsal dinner like a weirdo. I won't do it again (laughs) Wow
0: So whenever people walked up and they were like Oh yeah, you made the desserts I was like, yeah And they were like, man, I didn't get one I would like, hold on one second And then go back like it was a drug deal (laughs) Yeah, I got a little something for you
1: (laughs) Wow, that's cool Yeah, that was amazing That was amazing If you ever take those at a family event Please stash me something Because you know they'll go quickly
2: Okay,
1: I'll look out for you
0: Thank you No problem. That's crazy like it. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. all right. Anything else food-wise you want to discuss? You got for the people, anything?
2: Um,
1: no. I think, I think that we've covered a lot of great stuff, I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm
1: just so honored to have been part of the show.
0: Oh, yeah. Anytime. But,
1: yeah. No, that's all I got.
0: All right. Cool. That's all I got. Well, thank you for coming on. Always great conversation, food-wise and otherwise. Yes. Might have to yes. bring you back on. This one just kind of flowed through. We're almost at an hour here.
1: Oh my. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We
2: talked. Yeah. We talked.
0: Yeah. So All pe- right. people get an earful out of this one
2: good, good, good. to everybody what else. Pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening. Uh, it's been a great episode. Be back next week. Have no idea what the topic is. I'm trying to get more ahead of these, uh, but you know, running a little bit behind. Check out the website, yourfoodlooksfunny.com, like I said at the beginning. Call or text the show. Do you have any intriguing thoughts about going plant-based after being a Meditarian carnivore? Call 419-77-PICKY or 419-777-4259. Thank you guys for listening. See you next week.